Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind and Muscle Show. I am super freaking excited for today's guest because, man, this conversation is like, you know, there's there's times where I'm like, dude, I feel like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to mindset, you know, personal development, um, habits, identity, beliefs and you know just but like whoo this conversation I was all like wow okay I mean one thing I can tell you is this if you're struggling with anything right now and I mean like if you're struggling like right now you feel like you're hitting a ceiling or you feel like you can't you don't know when your next breakthrough is coming or you just like you're just definitely struggling to move somewhere in life right now you need to watch this or listen Either way, you need to listen to this episode because let me just say, I've said this time and time again, it takes one conversation to turn your entire life around. This can literally be that conversation for you. I promise. It gave me so much insight, so much insight. I interviewed today Hector Gonzalez, a very, first and foremost, a very, very close friend of mine, but he is a pro direct, like... If we're going to give you, like, what he does business-wise, you know, like, he's a, you know, because we don't really talk about what he does business-wise in this episode, but, you know, he's a pro-direct response marketer, messaging and storytelling strategist for experts, brand, and businesses. He has helped generate millions of dollars, yes, you heard it right, for businesses in various industries around the world. And I know right now he's specifically honing in on, like, helping people launch a crazy subscription offer that helps them make tons of money with a very low price point. Yeah, so if you want to go ahead and check out how he can help you add an extra 10 to 50K plus to your business's revenue, something that is like pretty passive at the end of the day, (laughs) of course you got to put some work in. But go ahead and hit up my boy Hector Gonzalez. All his links and all that good shit. Off is going to be linked below. All right. But besides that, I don't want to put Hector in a box of being a pro direct response marketer. This dude is a freaking genius. You'll see. You'll see. All right. So enjoy. Awesome, guys. So now that you got a little idea who Hector is, let's go ahead and let's just dive right into it. So Hector, what's going on, man? First and foremost, brother, up, how baby? you doing today? How you I'm feeling? doing good, bro. I'm excited. I'm here in California, uh, about to get married in two months, in two months, two weeks, actually, two weeks. Oh, yeah, bro. Two congrats. weeks. It'll be uh two, not, not this Saturday and not ne- next Saturday. The following Saturday after that is my, my marriage day, November 14th. Uh, I, I'm going to have a missus. Man, and how you feeling about that, bro? Man, I, I would say I would say it's it's really shocking, mostly because, um, you know, uh, my whole my my whole life I never actually observed what a mar- a healthy married couple looked like. You know, my my dad, you know, crazy lifestyle and everything, and then with my mom, and so it's it's actually really shocking, and it's I feel like it's very like it. I have a reverence for it. There's a level of respect for it because. I feel like in a way I'm kind of becoming the first married person in the family. Uh, um, you know, most of my family members, they just shacking and backing. Then, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I know. It's Same here, man. Same here. Yeah. You know, just shacking and backing them, you know, you know, all that stuff. They just, uh, 
doing that romance dance too much at nighttime. <laughs> no lie, man. <laughs> so, so it just, it just, I feel like I'm really excited. I'm a little nervous, but mostly just like super excited, really excited to be a husband. Um, really excited to just kind of, uh, you know, take on that new level of, of role and responsibility. I'm, I'm super pumped. Yeah, man. I'm excited to see how you grow in that area. You know, yeah. I'm still more single than a Pringle. Bro. I'm going to love to just watch how you grow in that area. And then one day I'm going to be like, all right, man, it's my turn. I got, I need some tips. <laughs> it really is. It really is like a relationship. You know, I found it is something that it, it's extremely transformative. Like it, 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 I always tell people, you don't really know personal development until you get in a relationship. <laughs> Man. Because no, for real. Cause it's I've like, it's, that. and why do you say that? Why well, I'm curious. Cause it's that. like, it's like, why I, I'm, I I'm huge. Like I've always been about reading books and self-education and all that stuff. Like, you know, for the most part, I've kept an average around two to four books a month that I would read. So, and even before I even met my, my soon to be wife, Angela. And but what happens is, is that there's just a deeper level of application that is required in that kind of environment because, you know, you can read a book on like empathy, say, for example, but it's a whole nother thing when maybe what, you know, she's going through what I call the monthly moment, right? When she goes, she has her PMS or, or whatever it is, it just puts another level of, of, of application on the things that you, you learn that you're so used to control when you're single, that 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 it's like when you have this other human being who thinks completely different from you um, in, in many ways has a lot of common things, but then has in many other ways, a lot of differences in terms of perspectives and preferences and all these things you really like it really pushes you to to really apply those things. And 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 I found it to be, you know, relationships in general friendships, but very much like romantic, committed, yeah. high level relationships. They're, they're probably some of the best personal development experiences that you can go through next to, uh, wow. you know, with the right person, I can imagine with the right person, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You. you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not a personal, it can be easily turned from personal development to just personal destruction with the wrong person. So totally yeah. got that, man. Now let's, let's, let's dive into a little bit about like just you, man. So I, I like, you know, it sounds so cliche and cheesy, but like, tell us your story. Like, I mean, like, where do you come from? Your kind of upbringing you were around and um, yeah. Nice, nice. So yeah, what, for me, I was uh, uh, born and raised in the Bronx, New York. So I'm a New Yorker. So for other New Yorkers, li listen to this, uh, you know, a big apple, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I was born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Um, it, it was, it was kind of crazy. I would say from the very beginning of my upbringing, uh, the reason why that was is, is my mom um, uh, and my dad, they were kind of in the whole drug, drug kind of stuff. So my dad was a drug dealer. And so she would tell me stories, actually, when I was older, when I eventually got older, she would tell me stories of, uh, of, of literally like gangbangers are looking out for to, to kill my dad because he stole their guns and everything and he didn't return their guns. Just crazy circumstances like that. And, uh, uh, <laughs> and cops raiding the, 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 the home because they oh, think man. that you know, there's a bunch of drugs, you know, in the house and, you know, thank, you know, my dad, my dad hid the drugs somewhere else. So it was just kind of a crazy environment. So from the very get go of, of my entrance into planet earth, 
uh, it was it was very much something uh, something that was um, you know it was it was a pretty it was a pretty wild you know wild experience. My, for most of my life, my mom wasn't with my dad. Uh, by the when she decided that she was going to keep me, um, she she basically had split from my dad because she was like, "There is no way in hell I'm going to be with this fool while I have a child." And so, so she split from my dad and, uh, uh, and from the very get go, once I get, once, once I give birth, once she gives birth, we were actually in a battered women slash homeless shelter for almost a year. So we'd even have a home to live in, um, because she was in a, she lived in a shelter. She got a job. Uh, P I remember at Peter Cooper Stuyvesant town. And we lived in a 80 Boynton on story Avenue in the Bronx in the hood, you know, bloods, crips, Latin Kings, that whole, that whole spiel. And, uh, um, and I, you know, I, I would say for, for a big part of my upbringing, it was, it was, it was very challenging. It was very difficult, you know, first and foremost, being raised in the hood. Uh, you know, I know Adrian, I know you, you understand, you know, a lot of, a lot of that, like that, that was very much my upbringing. And, uh, um, you know, it, I felt like I always lived in a constant state of scarcity. And so, um, Fast forward, you know, we moved out, we moved out of, of the Bronx, I think by age like 13, 12, 13 years old, it was just getting too crazy with people getting shot, people getting jumped, people getting stabbed and everything. It was, there was all these gang wars that were happening. And, uh, um, and so we moved. And after that point, I just had to really learn, like, I think at age 13, age 13, 14, um, I really kind of stepped into this high level personal development space that I would say really allowed me to overcome some of the baggage. And I know, you know, man, like the baggage that comes with being without a father and some of the other, you know, experiences that, that, that I had, which we'll probably go to later in this podcast, um, uh, you know, that, that I had that, you know, really personal development changed my life forever. And so. Let's, so let's talk about that because I want to know, you know, First, I want to know, like, okay, like, what are you doing now? You know, like, in terms of work and stuff like that. And, you know, we've already talked, I mean, like, I've already gave a brief introduction on that. However, I want to know, like, what was life like, you know, in your older years before you kind of had, you know, like, your your breakthrough into, like, kind of the personal development world? Yeah. Well, life was real tough, bro. It was... <laughs> It was real. Like I, it was, it was for me, um, it was extremely, uh, I had a lot of bitterness. I had a lot of anger growing up by the time I was 12 years old, I already had probably a dozen plus fights or more. Um, I was a very angry person. I was also very quiet. And a lot of this had, 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 th this was kind of my life, um, that, that I was living, uh, very much through, uh, some of the sexual abuse that I had by the, when I was 10, when I was eight years old, uh, I was molested. And when I was around 15 years old, I was raped. And so, um, you know, with all of the things, I would say actually more so 15, right after that point, I really started getting into personal development. But prior to my life was a mess because all of those things, like those things are completely traumatic. And as a guy, and I know, you know, like just saying that is like, yeah, yo, for real, you know, cause like you hear that from like females, but when that happens, that kind of manipulation happens to a guy. That's, you know, the, at least back in the day, I would have so much shame sharing that. Not anymore, but I was a mess. It was it was really difficult. And then also being angry at the fact that, you know, my dad wasn't around, all that stuff. He abused my mom um, and she would share stories around that. And so I, I, I was I was a train wreck, man. It was all bad. 
<laughs> insecurities, anger, all this stuff. Prior to what I'm, you know, who I am now, I'm proud of what I'm doing now, man. It was, it, it, it definitely, it definitely wasn't easy. My mom, one time, you know, one time I tried to flex on my mom. If some of y'all don't know what I mean by flexing on my mom, it means <laughs> that that's ghetto language for. <laughs> That's called that's ghetto language for uh for for you treating your mom the way you shouldn't be treating or talking to her in a way you shouldn't be talking to her. And so I got a little aggressive with my mom and my mom was like, listen, boy, if you ever talk to me like that again, and you try to flex like that to me, I will whoop your ass and send you to military military school. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, oh yeah, that's, that's a mama from the Bronx for you right there. Listen, you don't mess with that Boricua, huh? that Puerto <laughs> mother. You don't mess with them, man. They. They'll take out anybody. <laughs> oh yeah, with the chancla alone. <laughs> that chancla is a weapon. That chancla is a weapon. Like, Mira! <laughs> so yeah, man, it was, it was, it was. You know, I, I was, I, uh, um, I had. It was like this weird duality of like, you know, um, Jekyll and Hyde. You know, the good side and the bad side. Like I had parts of me that were very kind, and I wanted to be that, but I was so walled because of all the things that had happened to me. Well, yeah. So, the things that I mean, I'd, I'd experienced that, that, you know, it was that other side of like, oh damn, like, you know, I, that, that villainous side, that dark side, that, that, you know, was very much at that time, you know, overtaking me. And so. And clearly, I mean, clearly you're far from that now, man. So I want you to kind of bring us to, you know, like how current, like your current circumstances, where you're at right now, how you're feeling but also like what you're doing in the world, like how you're helping people and like what your business totally. does and stuff. Like totally, that. totally, totally. Yeah, man. So um, in terms of, in terms of now, I mean, it really is, it really is night and day. I think, you know, uh, for me, when I was at, when I was 15 years old, um, for me, it was very much an awakening to God. Uh, and, and I think that was a, a dramatic aspect of, of my personal development journey, along with reading books on psychology and all these different things. Um, now, the power of that, the power of having an, a, a new identity for me, now it's like, first and foremost, I have no shame. I think for me, I want to share before I go into like the, the financial, what I'm doing sure, right now in my sure. business. Like for me right now, I, I, the mo one of the most impactful things is that I don't even have shame around it. Like before, I would have so much shame around those things. And I would, it, 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 it was hard to say anything like that. And I kept that to myself for so long. And now it's something that like I can happily say on a podcast or in front of however many people, um, you know, share those sides of my story. And so for me, I think there's a whole nother level of confidence and certainty that, I, that I've been able to create for myself, um, you know, that, that has had effects in my business. So um, I, I don't have anything more than a high school degree. I don't have any college education. I, 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 nothing, not even community college. And you know, community college, anybody can get into community college. Oh yeah, anybody. So I don't even have an associate. So all I know is, is Pythagorean and theorem. That's all I know. But, but, um, I've hey, been able more to than me then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bro, we all go, you know, we all got to start somewhere, man. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no lie, man. But go ahead. Oh man. So, um, so for me, it was, uh, um, you know, now it's even with a high school degree, I've been able to create two six figure businesses, one multi six for the, that's been scaling. It's, it's looking like we'll, we'll be hitting seven figures around beginning of next year. Um, with multiple, multiple people under me, multiple team members under me, 
um, all 100% with a, with a high school degree. I'm the, I, from what I know, um, I am the first business owner in my family um, with also no high level credentials or education in terms of like a master's, like an MBA or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so, and, and for me, I, I'm proud of that. I'll be, I'll be the very first one. And I intend to leave a legacy for my family, for my kids, you know, that I'll eventually have and all these different things. And so for me, I, you know, all I could say, man, is, is that it really is night and day in terms of where I'm at right now. And I, 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 I owe it all to God. I owe it all to the psychologist who studied the mind, you know, all these different things. And, uh, and, and it really genuinely changed, changed my life forever. And so, um, yeah, what I mean, I that that calling to, what <laughs> was that calling to God, like that 15, you said around 15 or 16, like, if you don't mind, like, what was that breakthrough moment for you? That yeah, kind of- yeah, man. Um, you know, for me, for me, I would say, um, you know, it was, I, I, because I was so broken and, and I'd experienced all this crazy trauma I had this crazy like God experience with dreams and I had dreams and so I, I don't know, you know, if some of the listeners, y'all, you guys, you guys, uh, uh, I don't know where you guys stand on it or, or anything like that. But for me, I, I massively believe in God. I'm not like hyper religious on the sense of like, here's how it has to be or anything. Yeah, I think yeah, of course. There, there's a source of creation. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. And so, so for me, um, for me, it was like, oh, snap, like I'm in the image of God. I don't need to hold on to these things. And when I actually had, when it was like, when I had these dreams that were kind of like telling me who I really am, that my, my identity is not predicated on the, the, the circumstances or the things that, that occurred in my life. When I experienced that, it changed me forever. And it, it created a whole new sense. And I remember, I remember, uh, 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 uh one time, uh, I believe God speaks to us all the time. And, and, and a lot of times it, it's, it's very subtle, which is why I think meditation is very powerful because you got to get quiet and you got to listen. And I remember one time I, I, uh, um, I was in school and I, it, was, it was the start of the, 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 the new year and I was headed to school and I was looking down on the, on the ground and, uh, um, and I was like, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. I'm going to do bad at math again. Like it's just because math was like, like terrible. I was awful at it. And, uh, uh, and I remember I heard this really small voice go on and say, go on and say, I'm, I'm extremely intelligent and you're in my image. So you're, you're, you're actually a genius. And I, when I thought about that, I was like, when I thought about that, I was like, oh snap, maybe I am. And so I started telling that to myself, even though, my grades didn't reflect that. And literally that year, I ended up becoming, getting the mathematician award for my school, which at that time was a blue ribbon school over some of the top, one of the top, one of the top uh, uh, schools, high schools in the United States. Yo, I was like mathematician next to like, you know, some of the highest nerdiest people. And I didn't even study. It was like, I didn't even, st- when there were tests, when there were finals that were happening, I didn't study for any of those. And I wouldn't go any less than like a 95, like a 90 to 95. And it was like wow. the most life-changing thing. And I was like, oh, snap. So I realized the power of the mind. I realized like there's something powerful when when not only obviously, you know, this 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 power of God, 
but also like your mind and your beliefs and how that actually impacts your results in life. And I realized that and I took notice of small little things throughout my life. And I noticed those things and I was like, oh, maybe there is something to this mind thing to, to the power of your mind that is well beyond what we can actually, what we actually really understand right now. And so, yeah, bro, it, it that, that, wow. I mean, that, you know, bro, cause I know you went to all that. <laughs> I was saying, man, you already know you stepping in my world and, and, that's, <laughs> and I understand, you know, um, like really just the pivotal moment of saying I am something else. <laughs> I know. And I, whenever we were, you know, chatting earlier before we started the recording, you you said something that I wrote down. I don't know. I mean, I, I quoted it. I don't know if, you know, like I'm pretty, I know the idea came from somewhere, but I don't know if this exact quote was from somebody, but his identity is not something that's given, it's created. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, you know, put, 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 put Hector Gonzalez right underneath that. Hey, put that, 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 that was fire, bro. And I want to know, what do you mean by, I, I know what you mean by that, but maybe some of our <laughs> listeners don't know what you mean by that. So, so I can imagine some of our listeners are in, in a place where kind of like how you were before, because you didn't dive too much into like your, your financial situation, you know, like back then. But I remember you telling me, you know, like you were like straight up broke. You said like you slept under, what did you sleep? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so uh, I remember prior to, I would say about three and a half years ago, um, I, I, I would go and crawl underneath the foundations of homes with cockroaches and, and bugs and all of these things, making around twelve to $1,500 a month. Mind you, I live in California. So oh, that okay. Okay. in I California is, is, is just all bad. It's just absolutely terrible. And, uh, um, and, and for me, for me going into the creating your identity, for me, um, you know, I remember, I remember my mom and I, I, I take this story. I, I genuinely believe that there, there's so many points in our lives that we can trace where it was like, it was like, God was trying to talk to us. And if we just pay attention, we remember, we'll, we'll see. But I remember when I was a kid and my mom was flat broke and she, she flies us out to Florida. And I know she's flat broke because she's living paycheck to paycheck. She's working at Peter Cooper, Stuyvesant town. And in New York city at that time, she was making about 25 grand a year as a single, as a single parent, 25, 30, 30,000 yearly. So I knew she didn't have that much money, but she figured it out. I don't know what she did. She probably put it on credit card or whatever. And, uh, um, and she took us to Florida, Miami, and we went on a boat and we went on a boat and we, we looked at all the mansions. And I remember like, I, I remember this, like it was yesterday. It was all these big homes and it was beautiful. And I remember I was so fascinated by how beautiful they were. And she says, you see those houses, Hector? It doesn't matter whether you're in the whether you're in the hood right now. If you set your mind, if you set your mind to it and you do the work, you can achieve whatever you want, even that. And so um. and, and and that honestly, it's it's it it's so simple, but it changed my life. And so um for me, I was fast forward, I was literally living paycheck to paycheck, financial like difficulty. Um, and, and for me through a different series of books and studying and, and, and all of these things, um, I, I realized and my personal belief is, is, is that man, men and women, we, we are in the image of God 
And whatever you believe God is, that's not the whole point of this. The point is, is that God created everything. And if you believe God is a creator, that means if you are in that image, you are a creator as well. And so I think a lot of the times, I think a lot of the times people are waiting. They're, they're trying to live as receivers instead of creators. They just want to receive. They want circumstances to go and maybe give them their identity or give them this opportunity or give them. And it's like, really, we're the creators, creators of our opportunity. We're the creators of our environments. We're the creators of our results. Like we're the creators of our, of our out outcomes. And I genuinely believe that if, if you see yourself that way, um, and if you see yourself from a, a lens of, oh, I can create what I want to be. What, what, what do I want to be? Do I want to be this person? Do I want to be that type of person? And, and, and whatever you choose, whatever you want, I, I, we, we like to stay victimized by our genetics. I think a lot of the times we, we want to be victimized by our genes. We want to be victimized by our environment. We want to be victimized by our circumstances. And we say, I can't do it because of this. Maybe because my genetic you know, dispositions are, won't allow me to. Maybe because my environment won't allow me to. Maybe because of this won't allow me to. But I genuinely believe if you see yourself from a lens of, you don't need to wait for your identity to be given to you. And, and you don't need to wait for life to, to give you something. You can create it. And, 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 and for me, I believe that. And even when I was broke, even when I was broke, I always, I, I, I was like, I always believe, okay, how can I create something better? And so I remember I would go and say, okay, I'm making 1200 bucks. How can I make $2,000 right now or $2,500? So I get a better job you and I would seek promotion. Better questions too. Yes, yes. Yes, because I 100% believe, I, I genuinely believe that um, um, that to the degree, to the degree of, of the type of results that you have in your life, whether it's economic, whether it's fitness, whether it's whatever, is, is, is reflective of the types of questions that you ask in your life. So if you always ask, you know, why wasn't I given a better hand? That question immediately associates you with a negative and you start, you start, feeling shame, you start, and this is what I did. And I'm, I'm a pro at this because literally that's what, that was, that was my life for 15 years. I literally oh, lived in that. My. Literally. I literally, I lived in that. I lived in that perspective. I lived in that, I, that, 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 you know, why is my, why did I, why, why does everyone have a dad? And I don't, you know, why does, why, why did this have to have to happen to me? Why did I have to be the person that gets that, that, that gets, uh, uh, you know, abused or that gets, uh, you know, manipulated and taken advantage of, you know, those, those were the types of questions that I had and they framed an identity for me and they actually protected the, an identity for me. And that was an identity of victimization. And when I realized that, oh, I'm a creator, I, I don't actually have to, if I, if I want to, I can stay in that, but that's because I want to, but if I want something else, I can actually create that instead. And bro, man, when I, when I, when I, when I recognized that, and when I did that, it was like, I, I, I there was a constant progress. And that's one thing I could say is, is that when I had that realization at 15 years old, that we human beings are creators because they're being, they've been created in, in, in the image of a creator God, that all of a sudden it was like, even, even when I was financially struggling, I always saw, okay, how, like, how can I make this better? Where, where it's not about, it's not about whether or not I can be financially abundant, it's where can I find the abundance? What do I need to do? How can I, what, what, what exactly? And I started asking myself different questions, man. 
And when I started doing that, when I started training myself for that, because this is not easy, I think a lot of people will look at it and be like, oh, so, you know, you just do that. It's like, it has to be something that you continuously, routinously, like constantly are, are telling yourself, you are constantly like confronting yourself. You are constantly addressing those insecurities and those things. And for me, I wasn't trained this person who even right now, how I talk, bro, I had a stuttering problem. I couldn't talk barely. I was shy when I would get in front of people or if I was in front of something like this and I knew it was going to be in front of a lot, it was going to be in front of multiple people. I would be afraid. I was so scared. I would, this, it wasn't my natural. And I think we kind of are like, Oh, this is my natural thing. But I think people don't realize that if you're a creator, you create your norm, you create your natural, create your normal, you create your natural, bro. That's what it is. And that's for anybody who's listening here. You don't have to, you know, what you think is natural for you. So if you think, oh, well, you know, it, it's not natural for me to, to be fit. It's not natural for me. We said that all the time. You know, if, if you were a baby, like, I always like to use this as an analogy. If you were a baby and, 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 and you thought the way you think right now, we thought a lot of times if we were to take the perspectives that we, were to, that, that, that we think right now and we were to take them as a child, we'd still be crawling. We would get up and try and fall down, you know, look all stupid and everything. And it was a real struggle when we say, oh, that's not natural for me. It's not natural for me to walk because right now I can't I can't stand up. It's hard. I just I'm just going to crawl. And 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 what people and we would stay there if we took that idea of just like, oh, it's just going to be easy. And, and 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 what's natural to us now is always just simply what's natural to us. But the truth is, is, is that when we were a child, because we weren't and we weren't indoctrinated and conditioned with these ideas of limitation. We just, we, you kept on pushing your dang legs up and you keep, and you keep doing it and you keep looking stupid for three months. And then all of a sudden that baby, you know, gets up, walks for two seconds and then falls back down. And then for another, another, another month or two is doing that. And then finally has ended up walking. So after five, six months of doing this, this child is finally walking six months earlier. That was not natural for that child. Wow. Okay. Now, just that analogy alone is big. So basically, and I like the way you said we're not like indoctrinated with all these limits. So if we are a creator, which I 100% agree, then in other words, people are creating just limitation after limitation after yeah. limitation in terms of I can't do this because of this, yes. right? 100%. 100%. I think, I, you know, I always like to say your labels are your lords. You know, that the thing that's lording over you is the labels that you have in your life. So if you keep on saying, you know, for me, I was probably the expression of what most people would call an introvert. Right. And so yeah, and, same, and same here. I was very quiet. I didn't talk again. I didn't talk to people like I remember I I, I, I read uh, about a year ago. I ran about a year, two years ago. I bumped into I bumped into a teacher of mine that she was my teacher when I was like 10, 15, when I was like 10, not 15, when I was like 10 years old, 10, 12 years old. And she was like, I literally couldn't even recognize you because you are so different. Like you were so quiet back in the day and you wouldn't talk and you and, and all of that. And 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 for me, it's just like it was because I was being dominated by certain demeanors, certain certain labels that 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 I believed about myself. And I, I think a lot of the times we 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 label ourselves a certain way. Like one thing, one thing would be like, oh, I'm not creative. Entrepreneurs experience this all the time. Oh, I'm not creative. You know, I, I, and so we have that I am and we have that belief. 
And, and all of a sudden, if you, if you choose that, all of a sudden, your brain is like coming right up and it creates a whole neuro concoction of chemicals to basically tell your body and yourself, this is actually, you, you can't produce creativity. So it cuts those parts of the brain off because this is your idea of yourself. And so really at the end of the day, it's about, okay, you know, if, 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 if you want, if you want to change your life, you have to change your label. You have to change what you're labeling yourself as. um, And you have to, you have to confront the things that you've been labeled as. And that's a big part is, is that people don't realize this goes into other stuff, but people don't realize like there's certain things that you've been labeled as that you took on by the environment. You might've been told that you're stupid when you were a kid. I remember I believed I was stupid because I was called that. I was the jokes to be like, man, you stupid, you stupid, man, you dumb, all that stuff. And I, I believed that. And so that, that, that impacted my school. And, and, and when I believed, I, oh, I'm not stupid. I'm brilliant. I'm a genius. I became one of the best in math, in mathematics in my entire school. And, and so for the reality is, is that we don't realize that there's certain environmental factors. And this is why environment is key. I believe environment is, is very important. Is, oh, that, yeah, is that if you if you're surrounded with an environment of people who are labeling you, labeling you something and, and, and trying to associate an identity over you that is not going to, that is not going to be of service to your goals, you shouldn't be in, in that environment because you want an environment that's going to reinforce the identity that you need in order to hit the goals. Because what I believe is that everyone has everyone has certain goals. Every, everyone has goals. Like even people who don't hit their goals, they have goals. But the reason why a lot of the times most people don't hit their goals, whether in fitness or business, is, is this. Your goals are associated to certain behaviors and actions. Those behaviors and actions are associated to particular feelings that you have about yourself. And those feelings are associated to an identity and a belief system that you have of yourself. And, 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 and what ends up happening is, is that if you're in an environment that's labeling you and trying to give you an identity that is actually contradictory to the behaviors that you need to do in order to achieve the results you're trying to achieve, then you're going to actually be working against, against yourself. So if you're always, if, if let's just say your goal is to hit, get a lot of money and that behaviors is, is that you need to post content on social media and, 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 and all this stuff, uh, and, and do some of the business stuff. In order to people, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but you need the identity and the belief system and the emotions that I am a creative, like I have good ideas, but if you're constantly surrounding yourself with an environment that says that's stupid, you should just go and do you, you should just go and be normal. Like you should just go and like get a job, like stop thinking about, about those things. That environment is directly, is directly resisting the identity that you're trying to create. And so that's why so many people find themselves stuck because they have all these goals that require certain behaviors, actions, and beliefs and identities that, 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 that they're not, they're not making the decision to be like, yo, I'm not going to, I'm not going to choose to be around this type of friendship. I'm going to create a new series of a new environment, a new communitas and a new community of people that, that, that actually are going to empower me towards those goals. And my belief, you can find that anywhere. I don't care if you're in, you, you're, you're in the hood or you're in a prestigious area. You can find that anywhere. I remember in, in the hood, I had great friends, even when I was in the hood. And for me, that pushed me along. 
even when I was, even when I lived in the Bronx. And so I, I genuinely believe no matter where you are or what, no matter what your upbringing is, you can always find the good people who are going after something, even if the, if, even if you have, you know, a disadvantaged circumstances. Yeah. And, and if, if you want to want to know how to find them, look for them. Yes. Like, that's what I'm like. A lot of people are like, well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody. I'm like, well, it's because you're, you're completely convinced that you don't know anybody. So you're not even going to look, mm-hmm. you know? And like, this is kind of what I was talking about with my cousin yesterday. She got her first job and you know, she had the potential to make like $80,000 a year, which to her, you know, that's, that's a lot of money. And, you know, but it is commission based, you know, like she's reading scripts. She's like basically selling, but she's saying, but I don't know how to talk, but I suck, but I suck. And then I, and like yesterday I was telling her like, like, cause like, what, what do you want to do with you? Like, what do you want to do? Like, she's like, well, I, I would like to run a business, but I don't feel like anybody's going to support me. Mm. And I'm just like, that's a story you keep telling yourself because there is an identity where she feels like she's mm-hmm. not good enough in just some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. And just the, and people don't all, people also need to understand that I can't is an identity. Yes. 100%. I can't is an identity. And Mm -hmm. it's like, just identify with the words I can. It's a brand new identity and it feels a lot better. And Mm -hmm. I know that it's, it's, it, it may be difficult for people to do this because they feel like, like how you said, I am a genius, but your grades completely showed you otherwise. Mm -hmm. And you know, I actually have that on my whiteboard. I'm a genius. So I can, and we'll figure it out. Right. And it's like, whenever I'm stuck, I just look, I'm like, God damn it. You're right. And I was like, you're <laughs> oh, but, but you know, with, with people feeling like, oh man, I, how am I going to convince myself that I'm something when clearly my reality shows me I'm not like, how did you do it? You know, like, like, were you just resilient and repeating it or, or just assuming it? Like, how did you get through that? So somebody can, you know, well, I think it, there's there's a there's a couple of different things. So for me, um, I I I I'm a huge believer on on your self communication or your self talk. And okay. so for me, I I as a kid when I got that realization, uh, I decided to just constantly just tell myself that. And for me, I believe there is a there is a measure of faith or what I what other people might, what I like to say, irrational optimism. You have to be, you have to decide that you're going to be an irrational optimist. And I tell people this all the time. I'm like, if there's any identity that you can create for yourself is you have to be an irrational optimist. You have to be someone who hopes against hope. You have to be someone who literally decides that aside from what circumstances go on and and try to convince me as, I'm going to go and this is what I'm going to choose, choose as. So I think there is a measure of like, you have to, it is going to be hard. You have to go and do the, the, the training, the exercise, the mental exercise in order to go and, and, uh, and change how you think and how you feel on certain things. So I would say there is a measure of, of the resilient side and that, that difficulty, but I would say that makes it easier because there are ways that you know, I, I'm not a believer in like, it has to be hard. Like, I actually think that there are many ways that can make it, make it effort hard. Yeah. Yeah. People choose hard. Yeah. And so what I, what I believe is, um, and this is kind of very, a, a very 
interesting and out out there out there uh, uh, practice. But I always told people, I was like, listen, find an environment of people, find a model, because I believe models are some of the most important things that, that you can have, uh, or a mentor as what business in the business world. But having a model to follow is extremely important. And for me, having environments with friendships that supported that made it 20 times easier. So I would say that. But if, let's just say you are the 0.01% of person that can't find that, here's, here's, here's something interesting. I found my inspiration from superheroes. I would watch certain shows. Yeah, I would watch certain shows. And, um, and I, would watch, I, would, I would watch these shows or these, these movies and I would draw inspiration from their stories. Um, because movies, they're so powerful there. You kind of want to live through them. You're vicarious. And, uh, um, and they pull that emotion out of you because everyone knows, like, even if you're in the hardest of hardest of circumstances, everyone wants to be that person. And I think that's because God put it in everyone to actually be that. And we have to make that choice. And so I would watch movies, man. And sometimes like I would go and, and I, at that time I just saw it as dreaming, but now it's visualization. Um, I would go for like, sometimes like I'd be dosed for like 30 minutes, like imagining myself this as like this type of person. And so for me, it kind of built up that, that confidence to just try again and try again and do it again and go at it again. And, and so for me, visualization was a huge, huge part of the process and not just visualizing, having a model, um, uh, something to, to, to look at and say, Oh, I want to be like this. Like, I want to be, you know, my time be like, I want to be like Batman or something like that. And I would visualize me as this billionaire, you know, who would also like, you know, take out the bad people. Hell yeah. (laughs) So, so, but I would do that. And it like stoked a lot of, 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 of energy within me that would have me push through a lot of, a lot of circumstances. This is a great book called the alter ego effect. Um, Dude, I just started reading that book. I, Yeah, halfway through the second chapter and it's really pretty fire it's absolutely fire and and i believe i created a i I created a version of my identity or what he would say an alter ego that created an identity of like oh like i can i can i can go and i i'm from wealth and and Mm. uh 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 and i take out the bad guys it's kind of funny because for me I kind of think that way uh, even now, like I'm like, I'm going to confront the bad guys in the marketing space kind of thing. Like that's just kind of, no, I mean, (laughs) I mean, there is a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just like, it's kind of crazy with all that. So that's a very creative way on how, how I did it. And I would say, you know, it's, it's finding what works for you, finding a model for you. So if that, if that means, you know, finding something that inspires you, who in your family inspires you um, to, to push forward, who, who, who in your friendships, you know, and if you don't have find new friendships, like you, you gotta, you gotta decide, you gotta make the decision and say like, I'm going to be around solid people. And for me, I feel like, you know, this was a blessing is my mom taught me, my mom taught me to always be around anyone who didn't have a goal was, was, was someone who was up to no good because usually people who don't have goals, they don't have a sense of meaning and usually they end up doing stupid things and they have I mean, no direction that they're headed. So they have no direction. Yeah. They're aimless. And so they're, they're, there's no real sense of purpose. So I always surrounded myself with someone who had goals and all my friends today, I have two, two buddies, Delani and Raymond. 
I've known them since I was like five to seven years old, somewhere around there. I'm 27 now. And so over 20 years, I've known them. And it's funny, we all had challenge hard circumstances, raised in the hood, you know, either a missing parent or difficult siblings that were gang members. Like it, it was very difficult for all of us, but because there was a vision that each one of them had, all of them are doing well for themselves financially. They're getting their first homes. They're doing all these different things. And, 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 and it's very interesting to see that correlation where it's like, you know, surround yourself with people who have goals because those types of people, they have a stronger sense of purpose and you want to be around that because you want to, you want, you want that to rub off on you. And in, 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 if you're, fi- if you're in a place where your sense of esteem is not at a point where you want it to be, I think there's, there's something very powerful that, um, that is found. There's a, a really interesting thing that animals do specifically eagles. Um, eagles have this very interesting process where when an eagle is weak, the, the eagle starts shedding all of its feathers, its beak falls off, and it becomes completely naked. And, uh, and it stands on a tree like this. And, uh, um, but w- what ends up happening is, is that there's other, the eagles from its tribe is flying around it for like a week or two straight, nonstop, circling to protect the eagle from predators and protect it for in its moments of vulnerability. And, um, and, and, and in that time, that eagle, you can literally look it up. The eagle grows out fresh feathers and a new beak, even more powerful and more sleek than it was before. And, and in, yeah, it's crazy. Wow, dude, that's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. So in the same exact way, I believe, I, I believe there's, 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 even if, if it's just one person, it doesn't have, you don't have to have like, you know, a whole crew of people who are like 10, 15 friends. You could just have one or two homies that are like your, 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 your ride or die. And they're going after something good. Those are the eagles that are surround you in the moments when, you, when you're weak and when you're vulnerable and you don't feel up to par to what you're trying to do and your esteem is not all there. When you intentionally make the decision that you're going to surround yourself with other eagles, even when your feathers are falling and even when your beak is not there and we, even when you're vulnerable to predators, you're not because your friendships are going to block those predators from you. Your, your connections are going to block. And that, I mean, we know this, your network is your net worth. Yeah. Why do we say that? It's true. Because it's true. It's true. It's so, it's true. so true. Like, and, and, and it's with, it's, it's, it's with everything. It's, it's, it's your, the net worth of their financial wealth, their emotional wealth, their relational abundance. Like your network is going to seed things towards you that, 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 that whatever, whatever level of, of, of wealth that they have relationally, emotionally, spiritually, economically, that's going to, that's going to transmute to you. I think they did a study too, where, where, um, they, they, they attached like crazy machinery to people who uh, uh, on, their, on their heads, they had, they had a bunch of testings and all that stuff going on with multiple people. And what ended up happening is, is that when they were conversating with each other, they would put two people in front of each other with these freaking crazy like neuro caps on their head and it would track their, their uh, like neurological brain activity. And what they would find is, is with these people when there was a conversation, their neurochemicals were actually aligning, like exactly. 
and their wavelengths were lining exactly to the T after a couple of minutes. That coherence in between them. Yes, yes. And so what ends up, I, I, I believe that there's something, so if you have, if you have, honestly, if you, you're around losers who they have loser identities and they, 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 they think in unhealthy manners, if you're constantly associating with that and you don't get around people who are solid, they don't have to perfectly have it all down their goals, but they're going after something. It's going to dramatically change how you, you think as opposed to, as opposed to, you know, when you're around people whose wavelength or whose, whose neurological, you know, uh, 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 their, their neurochemicals are responding in a certain way. And that transfers over to you when you're constantly associating with them. Mm, yeah. That's why when you step into, you know, a room where an argument just happened, you can feel that yeah. it, it has an influence over you. Yep. And you know, you've been, you've been touching on and real quick for people who, who don't think visualization works, Hector is a clear, you know, like it's evidence that it works. And same thing with me, because as you know, Hector, I just gave my first speech at the last um, Life Changer event. I remember that, like, yep. For me, that was my very first speech ever. And like, oh, I saw it as like, yo, this is my first speaking engagement. Like, this is the, the door for this is just opened and I'd be an idiot not to walk through it. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't, I, for, for at least two years now, I've been every day and I, I did this an hour before this, this conversation. I visualized for a whole hour, for 30 minutes, I visualized me speaking on a stage. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm visualizing speaking on a TED stage, right? Hey, and then cool. I was able to actually knock in before you know it. I was like, like, hey, look, I'm doing exactly what I, what I thought I was going to do. And the thing about the speech is this. I didn't write it. I didn't have anything planned. I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. But when I got up there, it was the most natural thing because I've done it so many times in my head. Yep. And then when it came to when it came to um, being interviewed by Sterling on his podcast, mm-hmm. as soon as I got into Life Changer, that's all I visualized every day was mm-hmm. being interviewed by Sterling in person. And then one day he messaged me and said, hey, yo, I want you to come to the house and hop on a podcast. I was like, oh my God, it worked. And so now <laughs> I'm visualizing doing the same thing with Eli, right? But it's just like really cool to see like your dreams, you, you, and people, they don't, they won't catch it in the moment. Like they'll be in there and they're like, uh, uh. well, I think also too, like people also think like of these things as like quote unquote woo woo. But the truth is, is, is that these are things that, as hell. These are things that the military applies. Um, Yes. These are things that athletes apply. I think military, they call it uh, remote uh, viewing. Have you heard of that? What is it called? Remote viewing. Oh, I think that's, yeah, you're that's right. Trippy that's shit too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's it, so a lot of the, a lot of, of, of the military, they do this. They do a lot of these processes. They have that a lot of athletes will, they'll go and visualize every kind of situation on the court and stuff. Yep different things and different strategies and different circumstances, situations. So this is like, this is for someone who you believe in God and maybe you are a little bit more spiritual and woo great. Like that's totally fine. But if you find yourself that maybe that's just not your thing, this is not just like a woo thing. This is like literally like tens, like crazy amounts of, of science behind, behind it years and years and years of research uh, uh, covering this subject um, where when you visualize it, it actually does something physiologically in your body. 
Yeah, there was a there was a study that showed where somebody visualized playing a piano for um, an hour. Just they did one hour session, and then somebody actually played a piano for seven days straight. And then they said, okay, now let's look at the brain activity. And when they looked at it, they're like, oh crap. The one who visualized for one hour, not one hour a day for seven days, one hour, that created more resonance in the brain, more than physical, seven days of physical effort, just sitting there in one hour. And I was like, God damn, like that is, so it's pretty intense. And you keep touching on something that's so like, you're touching on the, the strongest two human assets. And when I think about the assets to a human being, it comes down to two things your identity and choice. Mm -hmm. People don't understand they have the choice to choose an identity. Mm -hmm. Like right now, an identity that I have been assuming over the last two weeks is I am the greatest salesman in the world. Mm -hmm. And even if I look at my numbers and they don't show that, I'm like, mm -hmm. point blank period, I am, I'm gonna choose to be the greatest salesman in the world. And people that don't realize, oh, I'm choosing to be this Mexican kid who came from nothing and it's still nothing. Like I'm choosing that. Mm -hmm. And also um, I even told my dad the other day and I know it took him up, took him for like whim, but I was like, dad, like don't talk to me the way I was five years ago, please. Like just talk to me how I am. He's like, well, how the hell are you son? I was just like, well, I'm not that guy. Like, and so like, that's another thing. Like you want to communicate that with people that, that you can't just cut off, I yeah. guess, you know? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think that the 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 two the three three attributes that make humans completely completely um, different from animals it's the ability to create, it's the ability to choose, and the ability to imagine. Um, mm. th those are those are those are things that I believe are what makes us truly like God. In the or in the image of God, in the fact that um, we have the ability to imagine and foresee the future, um, we have the ability to make to make decisions and look at and think about what we're thinking about, um, and then we have the ability to we have the ability to create. And I, I think mm. that um, and 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 create what we're envisioning in our heads. Like you know, an animal doesn't really do that. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 but but human beings we have this this powerful reality and i believe if we really hold on to those things and we really own those things um then we'll we'll, we'll be able to create something extremely powerful in our lives and it's very interesting too that the imagination is so demonized um you even see like you know when you're when you're talked to as a kid you know all the sun that's just in your imagination imagination oh daughter that's just in your imagination and so the imagination stop daydreaming. Is, yeah. yeah stop daydreaming so it, there's always this minimization of what you're imagining um but we got to realize like technically hope comes from the imagination because you 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 have hope hope the hope that you have and, and they've done studies that resilience is uh, is massively related to hopefulness how much hope that you actually create but hope is sourced in, in what you imagine, because when you're hoping for something, you don't have it yet, but you're, you, you have this anticipation. Some people think hope is like the, the joyful expectation of something that is not yet, but that is believed to be, uh, believed to be soon. So 
it's like hope is 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 married to your imagination so if you're not using your imagination and and you're not using that and you're minimizing that in the way that society tells you to minimize that because stop dreaming daydreaming stop that's just in your head that's just in your imagination um you end up so stifling that that you never end up using it and so it's no wonder that people find it difficult to be resilient I don't think resilience was something that was meant to be hard. Like, I don't think resilience is something that only a small hand few of 1% can, can create. I, I think resilience is something that's access, accessible to every human being. And it's, 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 it's how you're using your imagination is, 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 is a big part of that equation. Mm, man, bro, I'm just quoting the head out of you today, man. <laughs> fire, bro. I'm loving this. So out of those three attributes that you say, two-part question out of those three if you had to choose one i mean like i'm looking at them like yo you need all of them i totally get that mm -hmm. but if you had to choose one what would you say we should is the most important like what we should i like, really focus on to you know be able to a to the uh, to the other two and why yeah 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 it's a great question so i would i would first and foremost say that um in 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 my belief um, it, it is very much choice. I would say choice is probably the number one. And the reason why that is, is um, these ideas of being a creator and having the ability to create and, and your imagination um, without, without the, the belief that you always have a choice, you always have a decision and, and things are predicated on your decisions. Um, without that, all of those are just simply good ideas. The idea that you have the ability to create, the idea that your imagination is extremely pivotal and powerful to creating resilience, creating hope, and creating the things that you want. Um, those things are just good ideas if you don't believe in the power of decision and that you believe mm -hmm. in your autonomy. You, you, you are an individual. You are, not, you, you, you are not a collective. You are not ruled just by other people and- the Family's and background and all of that. Backgrounds and- and, and all this stuff, like you are not ruled by those things. You have a choice always. And everything in life is solvable through a choice. Everything is, in life is solvable. And when you actually believe that, even if you still struggle with your imagination because you believe that, you will always push yourself to go and use your imagination. You will always push yourself to, to, to step into your ability to create because you believe in your power to make a decision. I think that's the most powerful thing. And, 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 and so much of society and so much of people are so groupish. We're victimized by the group. We're victimized by the family. We're victimized by the background of what our family is, how much income they make, what, what, what we've been told, our, our neighborhoods, how, how economically free those neighborhoods are. We're, we're so caught up in that. The moment you decide, holy crap, I have a choice. Like I, I, can, I can make decisions that can make my life better even in these environments. Mm. Oh, like that, that will change your life forever. And so I think what reigns supreme is your ability to make a choice. All the other stuff of creating, imagining, that, that can come later. You know, those are things that can be progressively developed. If I could say to anybody, you know, believe that you have the individual ability and power to make choices in every moment you were never ever 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 
bound up and shackled to circumstances. Even if like me, you've had sexual abuse or all of these things, because the truth is, is, is that life really truly is the life that you express is truly predicated on your interpretation of those things, not those things in and of themselves. Oh man, dude. God, that was just like that right there. We can clip that <laughs> and we can just replay that over that. That in itself can be an episode, man. That was <laughs> that. So I have a couple of questions that I, you know, I want to ask you kind of how, um, you know, kind of how we're going to end this thing, you know, as we close out. I want to first know, and this is a selfish, que- a selfish question for me. Do it. And of course, it's going to help people as well. What are the, so do you listen to podcasts like, you know, frequently? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I was just almost finished up with Joe Rogan's podcast uh, with, uh, I can't remember his name. It's a really complicated name, but um, I love podcasts. And Got and- you. All right. Well, okay. So I want to know your top three podcasts to listen to that you believe would help people. Or just your top three, like Joe Rogan, hey, right? And mm-hmm. then um, your top three personal development books, like ones that have been big shift for you. Mm. I would say, uh, I would say, um, Andy Frisellas is definitely up there on on the list of in terms of podcast. He has a podcast called um, what is it? I'm like brain farting right now. He has it's his newest one. Um, oh, Real AF. He has his Real AF podcast. Absolutely love that podcast. Oh, he has like red tape on his mouth yeah, or something. Red tape on yeah, his, yeah, okay, okay, yeah okay. I love that. It's just, he just, he, he, he's, he's a speaker of truth. And, and for me, I, I love, I love how just straight up he is. It's, it's extremely powerful. Um, I would also venture to say Joe Rogan's podcast is someone that like, I, I love, it's very, his, his stuff is so conversational and very interesting. And I'm like, I, I love listening because I feel like I always take home something that I learn. Um, I love, I, I feel like I develop, I come, I come back with new ideas, all of these different things. And so um, I would say Joe Rogan's podcast and who else? I'm literally right here looking at like seeing what. Yeah, no, I can tell you're looking at your phone. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, let me see which one. Uh, <laughs> um, I would say. Aside from those two, um, man, there's so many good podcasts. I freaking I love Jacko Willings podcast is really fire. He goes into leadership a lot. I love leadership. What's the, oh, so do I. What's the name of it? Jack, Jacko podcast. Jacko podcast. It's a great, great, like just purely, you just want the meat and potatoes of leadership. Like I love yes. that. For me, leadership is very important. I think at the end of the day, the, the self-leadership is what we're talking about here today. It's yeah. like leading yourself. And so I think, you know, those would probably be my top three. Uh, in terms of books, this is even harder because there's so I know, many- I know, because you read like a motherfucker, bro. <laughs> you did this real, you did this real difficult. I got like a, a library backyard, <laughs> almost every one of them, same here. here. Um, I would definitely say 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Excellent book. Um, he, he, he's a clinical psychologist. He's oh. really deep. Um, it's a very academic book and it's, it's very, goes very in depth. So be prepared for that. Atomic habits, uh, by James clear. I love that book. Like for, for the, the foundations of habit development and understanding like your habits. Um, for me, I think it's so important because the more you understand how habits are developed, 
the more you have the power to, to, to dismantle them, them, to overcome, to actually develop new habits. I think, you know, understanding habits is extremely powerful. And then lastly, uh, I would say uh, the, man, there's so many good persons. I'm going to just give you two more. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> let it happen. Go ahead. <laughs> Power of Habit is a great book. Uh, another book on habits. It's a classic. It's an excellent book as it relates to, um, as it relates to, you know, habit development and formation. Those are, if you get those two books on habits, you're, you're solid. And then the leading brain, and it goes into the neuroscience of leadership um, oh. and, and all of that. And it's really, it's a, I love that book. That, that book one was, has a star by it. Okay. Yep. I'm definitely going to have to go snag that one. I, the, the near, yeah. The, the neuro makeup of a leader. Like, wow. Yeah. And like what happens to people, to your teams, like neurochemical response, when you communicate in a certain way and when you are service-based leadership rather than a, another form of leadership, like they go like pretty. And after this, bro, you're just gonna have to text me all of your favorite, <laughs> all of your favorite. Like, I like, you know, I really want you to like, send me a list of like your favorite psychological style books that, cause like yeah, that, I do like studying that too. So I like one, the woo woo side, but I like to find the practical, like, I'm like, oh my God, yes, it works. So same here, I like a good Joe Dispenza, you know, so for some deep woo woo. Oh kind yeah. And then I like some good, I like some good, you know, just hardcore science, like neurological neuroscience, like that. That's Show just me the facts, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm there too, man. I'm there too. Awesome, brother. Well, other than that, there is, there is, you know, two questions that I, that I, you know, like to finish, finish this thing off with. Um, the number one question I want to ask you is, well, you know, okay, I'm going to, uh no yeah because we're gonna go to we're gonna go through two so first and foremost when you look around in the world today what do you think is needed most i would say ownership i would say the number one thing that's needed the most is is um is is ownership i think that um there's a lot of there's a lot of changes that can be made into society, I think, externally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say that the, the, the number one thing that is needed the most is a collective ownership of self and our individual choices, the choices that we make. Um, I think the more, the more we could, the more people and the more collectively we own that idea I think the more at the end of the day, we're just going to have a, an extremely transformational planet. At the end of the day, we're going to have more generosity. We're going to have very little poverty. We're going to have a lot, a lot less of the bad stuff and a lot more of the good stuff. And, and for me, I think ownership is a huge, huge aspect about that. Yeah. Cause like a lot of the bad stuff is tied to the victimization mindset. Tied to the, to the victimization. It's tied to the trauma. It's tied to the, the justifiable challenges that it, 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 it's, it's, it's authentic and real and it's understandable why there is certain negative emotions. But at the same time, um, if there were a collective ownership of this idea of ownership, I think many of those people and many people who were like myself, who had very challenging economic upbringings, uh, sexual upbringings, whatever, um, abusive upbringings, I think that you can change your life more than 
what you and I can realize. Um, and, and I think that starts with not looking externally, but looking internally. I love what, I love what uh, uh, Jordan, this is in the 12 rules for life book. He goes into, and he says, Hey, one of his principles is uh, fix yourself before you criticize, criticize others and try to fix society. Uh, and he made it, the ideas is like so many people want to see, Oh, here's an issue that is wrong with this nation or that nation or whatever. And it's like, but do you have the small basic things in life fixed right now? And, 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 and I think that's a very powerful idea. That's a very hard idea. Cause it's like, we don't want to look at those things. Um, cause it's very easy to project and look outward. Um, but I, I think you will have a much more, much more thriving society if if everyone decided oh this I, this idea of deciding to fix all the things that i can in my life i think we could make a, a much better civilization than we have right now 100 beautiful man Guaranteed. i love that and then last one i i, I totally agree just full-on responsibility of themselves mm -hmm. is 100 percent. and last but not least man Whatever struggle you're going through right now, like whatever big struggle that is, you don't have to share it. What advice would you give yourself right now hmm. with whatever you're facing? Like, hmm. what, what is your future self telling you to do? I would say to enjoy more, to play more. Uh, uh, I would definitely, I would, I'm, I'm vulnerable with a lot of these things. For me, my biggest, my biggest uh, uh, thing that I feel like I'm kind of, figuring out right now um is is you know i've always been on this fast race kind of always pursuing something and always pursuing the greater and i think a lot of the times a constant continual progression towards a future reality that we constantly envision oftentimes blocks us from seeing the blessings of the of the today of the now and i i've recognized that there's been a lot of things in my life uh with my family with my friendships that I've, I've neglected in, in many ways, because I'm always, it's, it's always the drive to pursue. Yeah. It's always the drive to progress forward. And I would say my future self is, is telling me to have a lot more, uh, enjoy the process more, um, in, you know, hit your goals, always be ambitious for your goals, but, uh, but have more fun, have more play, enjoy more, um, and, and trust more trust, trust that 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 process i would venture i would venture to say that my future self is telling me that right now stop and look around stop right, and look around stop well, look around celebrate and then move forward well hopefully you just you know remove the block and you're going good now <laughs> so yeah man well other than that i just want to thank you for coming on today this we're gonna have to do this again because i feel like bro we can just conversate on so many freaking yeah we really can <laughs> help people legitimately grow Yep. And that's what this podcast is all about, man. And um, yeah, I just want to say, man, thanks a lot for taking the time out of here. I know you're busy and, you know, we're running businesses. It's not like we have free time all the time. Totally. And, um, totally. I want to appreciate you for not just doing this for, you know, for me, because I knew I can get something from this, you know, as well. But, you know, for the people who are listening and who are definitely, I can imagine this episode can, you know, not a lot of conversations change people's lives, mm -hmm. but this one definitely has a potential to, so... Come on, baby. We're making yeah. it happen. Change lives. Awesome, All right. <laughs> and have yourself.